You know what I didn't expect when I was expecting? No. To get poop in my ear. <laughs> A podcast about being a woman today. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the mad. This is Best Friends Talking. When you're expecting a baby, there are many things you do expect. You have a lot of expectations. But there are also some things you don't expect that come like nice little surprises as you go along during the pregnancy. And also what I wanted to talk about today is more after the pregnancy when the baby comes. One of those things... This, and, you know, you have these antenatal classes that you go to before the birth. We talk a lot about what to expect with the birth and how to prepare for the birth. And also with the breastfeeding and how it's safe to sleep with the baby and so forth. Mm. And, of course, these things are important. But they don't teach you the little weird things, a lot of weird things that, that will happen. So, up. I thought, you know, I might enlighten you. And uh, in case you are a person who is uh, pregnant or planning to get pregnant, you can have also these uh, insights from someone who has already been there on things that might happen that you wouldn't expect. Absolutely. This is very helpful. I'm intrigued. And they don't teach you this at the mom school. I didn't even go to the mom school this time. I just went the first time because I feel like first time it's enough. Yeah. And what did you not get in the mom school the first time, which you... Which you wanted to know. Well, I don't know if you necessarily want to know it, but the thing is that your baby will poop on you. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the other day I was uh, changing the nappy and then with my first baby, I was very lucky because it never happened. I never got poop on my hands or anything. But this baby is different. So uh, <laughs> it's already happened several times. And I was just bending down because I was getting something under the changing table like a new nappy or something and then she decided to sneeze <laughs> and you know when you sneeze something else can happen at the same time oh my goodness because uh, all the muscles are connected and you know so what happened is that she she made a poop then and you know the small children babies their poop is like very very soft yeah so it goes everywhere it's like a splash of poop on the side of your face. Oh my goodness. It's a very small but tiny amount, but still that's something you never want to happen to you. And then there's nothing you can do about it besides wash yourself. You just have to accept these things. <laughs> there's a lot of things you gotta have to accept as a mom, that's true. This is of course not uh, one of the things that you take into account. No, it's true. So um, how would you feel? Like how, how are you coping with all this? How do you manage to kind of accept all these new things that you don't really expect? I thought that I, I have to tell someone about this because this is so weird. And there's so many things that, so many moments like that when you something happens and it's so weird and you're thinking, 
I really want to share this with someone, but then again, it's not something you want to talk about every day with everyone either because it's gross. Yeah. So, and another thing that happened or can happen, didn't happen the first time either, but it happened this time, is that the baby prefers to breastfeed from one of the boobs. So she tends to go for one of the boobs and she does breastfeed from both, but she prefers one of them. And what happens then is that um, apparently I'm breastfeeding her a little bit more on that side because, and how I know this, is because this boob has become slightly bigger than the other boob. (laughs) This is not very nice. (laughs) Oh, the dilemmas of a mom. I really hope this is something that's going to pass. How much bigger is it? It's not that much bigger. It's just tiny bit, but I can see it. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting what you said. There are so many things that you you don't really expect uh, when you're expecting. And then, uh, but you also feel like you want to share with people. So you do here on this podcast, which is awesome. To all the information and orientation for moms to be. um, Yeah. And you can do like, uh, there are apps out there that you can use for breastfeeding that you, I started using one, but then I just fell out of it. It's uh, you time the breastfeeds. So you put it on the timer when you start breastfeeding one breast. And then like this, you have an overview of how much you have breastfed each breast. But it just became too much to monitor all this. <laughs> yeah, there are many ways to, to keep a structure and, and to stay on top of things. But then I guess the truth is, like you say, is that then that just becomes yet another thing you have to remember and I think that was one thing for me, at least as a mom that I didn't expect. I mean, I kind of knew it could happen, but you know, as, as an effect of the sleep deprivation and also just the fact that your biological attention is super focused on your offspring, uh, is that um, your concentration and memory tend to disappear somewhat. Isn't that right? Oh, totally. Yes, mm. totally. My husband tells me something and then one minute later... I can't remember like we when we get bags now because of the corona we take the bags in and then we wash them and we do this whole system in order to not get corona in the house and then we get these dinners and they have marks like they have numbers on them the bag and then we we keep all those food all that food in one bag and I I literally couldn't remember one number like from one minute to the next I I put the bag there and I'm like yeah that's number one and that's number five and then my husband asked me like one minute later, and I'm like, hmm, no, I can't remember that. <laughs> yeah. And he just, are you kidding me? Mm. That was one minute ago. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's how I am now. Yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, goes in the category of the goldfish memory. Like, this is not important information for your uh, organism to remember right now, you know, which which bags, which number are the bags. Because it's more like, you know, stay focused on keeping your offspring alive that's the major one thing that you're you're like totally focused on and um but it's kind of annoying and exhausting also that you tend to I can remember this also because it's just I mean it's one thing of all the practical things you keep doing in the house and then you you know you move from one room to the other and then you forget what you were doing but then also when you have conversations or just I had this like in the middle of the night if I would wake up to breastfeed and then then I would remember something that I was doing like 
way earlier in the day or whatever. It's just is like so. And at one point, I even thought like, okay, I think my brain has structurally changed completely with this having a baby. You know, this is not something that you are prepared for. It's not something that is like you know when you go to your midwife or you go to the you know the preparation for the birth. I don't remember anyone. Maybe that's just because I forgot, but I cannot remember anyone saying, like, "Hey, you're gonna be having uh, experiencing severe concentration and uh, memory deficit as well when you become a mom." No, I I've been to one midwife checkup this time that she that I really liked because she was like, she said, "Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, you should just be lying out flat on your back like Cleopatra, and people should be feeding you grapes because you just gave birth." Oh my god, she sounds awesome. Yes, that's not gonna happen when you have a toddler, but still, it was nice. It was a nice moment when yeah. she said it. Yeah. Another thing that you might not expect is that after giving birth, you it's not only the baby that needs nappies, you need nappies. Yeah, that's true. And also something else, this is so refreshing and sexy. <laughs> you will get puke on your sweater and you won't even get upset about it. Yeah, and that's you also get like habituated to smell like baby puke. That's just an yeah. this part of your odor. And of course, we have to specify that this is not like regular puke. It's just milk, but still, it's pretty gross. And, and the thing that's even worse is that you will get it in your hair. Yeah, it's a new smell. Mama smell. And and the worst thing about it that is that you won't even... Like, if this was normal circumstances, you would be like, oh, God, let's shower immediately. <laughs> no, that's not what happens. <laughs> you have habituated to the smell. Hey, you don't even notice. <laughs> Does anyone else notice? Does your husband notice? I don't think so, because he would have said something, I think. But I'm going to take a shower, speaking of this. Like, after this podcast, I'm going to... That's the thing I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I feel it's time. You know what happened right before we were going to record this podcast? I'm so happy, because I opened my bag that I normally keep my laptop stuff in. Mm. And I found gum, like main many packages of gum. <laughs> Who put it there? Me before you know in the old life where we could go to the store and buy gum oh yeah for no reason Mm. and we order all our food online but we don't order things like gum you know because it's not really something you need no i found it i was so happy i have like half of the package in my mouth right now (laughs) that is hilarious so okay so you always do that when you take gum you're just like you take half a package i eat way too much of this same time yeah it's so typical me i can't like moderation is not my strength oh interesting Mm. this makes me want to talk about so many things but i'm not going to like that's gonna go in the wrong direction but anyway (laughs) (laughs) what kind of things yeah it could be a slippery slope yeah it's a slippery slope (laughs) let's not go there (laughs) anything else on that list you will be so tired that you... Because everyone warns you about the tiredness, but you will be so tired that you don't know what day it is. You don't care. You don't almost know who you are anymore because you're so tired. Mm. So that feeling of tiredness was a new experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's like a tiredness that you have never felt before. That's true. The sleep deprivation, the effect on the brain is severe. And I think for a lot of um, moms, is that that's a kind of a shock, you know. And uh, what you say there about, you know, you don't even know who you are anymore. I think for a lot of people, I mean, we can obviously just speak for ourselves, but I mean, we became moms pretty late in our life. We had a, we've spoken about this before, you know, we were in our 30s and we were like, we had a whole life, a long, you know, taking higher education, traveling the world, doing all sorts of stuff. And then suddenly you're there to take care of this little baby, which is super cute and then need a lot of things. But then you're like, the functionality of what you're doing in your everyday is so different than what you have been doing. And then actually for a lot of women in our, let's call it segment, is that they actually get so bored being at home with a baby. I don't know how you feel about that, but um, I always say, you know, that's fine. You know, it's okay. It's normal. You don't like, you don't need to feel guilty because you are not overly excited of changing yet another poopy diaper and like feeding again. Those tasks, a lot of the, especially the cooking, I think is very boring and cleaning up after the cooking, obviously. (laughs) I'm sure no one enjoys that, but some people love cooking more than others. Mm. And I'm not very fond of it. So I think cooking like 500 times a day is very boring. But except from that, I don't think it's so boring because it's the first time I had a lot more time than this time. But I I went a lot. uh, I went on many walks in the park and I actually enjoyed it. I was like walking around in the park. It was really nice. And uh, of course, I was very tired. So that was nice. But I wasn't exactly bored. I wouldn't say that. I was exhausted. And at sometimes I felt like really desperate because of the tiredness. And also not only the tiredness, but it's just the feeling of you can't escape. You're so tired. You just want to lay down and have a break from everything. But you can never take a break when you have a baby. The baby is always going to be there. And you can't just... Even when you're working really hard or you have been partying or you, or you haven't sleeping or something like that, that's different because you can kind of take a break from that. You don't have to you can just zone out from it. You can take a nap whenever you want or you can just go meet some other people, think about something else. But when you have the baby, a small baby, that's what you're doing 24-7. So you can't take a break. And that can be very exhausting. So I wouldn't say that I was bored. And this time I'm definitely not bored because I have a toddler. I am bored with the situation that we have to stay inside in the house. I feel kind of like a 15-year-old. You know when you were 15 and you were on holiday with your parents, for example, or you just want to go do something exciting Mm. and you're not allowed. Mm. It's like you're waiting. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, I'm not sure if I actually had that experience. Like when I was 15, I was such, you know, you know how I was just so content with with not having to do anything in particular yeah I was very much like that I was always oh you were like bring me the world yeah yeah I had that later no I get your drift I mean seriously but I think that's like you know when you when you have this the context of when you don't have the choice yourself right that's the thing when you cannot choose what you want to do it doesn't matter if you want to do something. It's just the fact of having the opportunity. Like if you wanted to go out in the park. Yeah, because I think for me, I mean, I'm one of the lucky ones. I have a small baby and I have a toddler. And we just get a lot of time together now. And we have a garden so it's, and the weather is nice. So it's actually kind of like a holiday. But the only thing is that we're just staying here. And we go. the only thing we ever do is go to the park for a short walk. Yeah. 
but it's pretty nice compared to a lot of other people. But uh, it's yeah, of course, it's that thing that you, you don't have the choice. Yeah. And now I'm thinking I'm not going to be so lazy anymore. Like when this is all over, I'm going to do everything. But in all honesty, if it wasn't for the Corona situation, what would you have been doing differently right now than you are, than what you are doing? I would have gone to uh, visit my friend who also has a baby. I was really looking forward to that, that us hanging together with the babies and we could walk around going up. Oh, yeah. in the park going to cafes going on lunches we would have probably gone on lunches all the time i would have gone shopping i wouldn't have done anything important but it would just have been a really nice period yeah but then of course your your toddler would also be in kindergarten i would have gotten more time with the baby because now it's i don't have so much time to just sit and stare at the baby you know like i did the first time and I, I remember we had so much time with him like tummy time and inspiring him with all these different toys Mm. And now I feel bad for the baby because I have so many other things to do. So I'm kind of like always just carrying the baby around or trying to get it to sleep or lie somewhere mm. so that I can do other stuff. And it's not because I don't want to hold the, the baby and kiss the baby or engage with the baby. It's just that it's busy. Yeah, it's busy. But hey, you can think of it like this. Like my grandmother, she had six children. Her mother before that had 10 children. So, you know, I think we're, you know, when it comes to mama guilt, I think we're pretty good, you know. Yeah, and I also think it's healthy for the kids. I think it's very healthy for my toddler to realize he has to wait sometimes. Yeah. It's not all about him. Mm-hmm. And and she's probably going to be an easier baby than he was because she has no choice. <laughs> this is the reality as she will know the world. It's like you don't get all the attention. That's just how it is. one more point and that's the point that I think it makes it all worth it mm-hmm. because sometimes when the baby sleeps you can see that they start smiling in their sleep yeah it's so cute they just break out in a smile in their sleep and it looks like they have a fun dream or it looks like they just thought of something really funny and it's the cutest thing in the world mm. and I know that this smile is just probably gas or something (laughs) but it doesn't matter it's still the best thing to look at yeah but it's like it's starting to happen a lot of things you know in the little brain and the nervous system and it's not only motor functions you know or like a consequence no i mean they can't this is the time when they can start smiling socially but that's when they're awake and smiling at you because you're doing something but these smiles that I'm talking about is when they are sleeping or so the eyes are closed. So it's not a social smile. But No, but I mean, you don't know what's happening in that little brain. You know, there's yeah, maybe she's thinking things. about something nice. Yeah, there's like imprints of, of uh, imagery and of experiences and contact from the day that has passed, you know. So it's like, yeah, you shouldn't just think that it's <laughs> gas passing. <laughs> sure there's so much more, you know, emotional imprint starting to happening in your little baby but in conclusion like even if you would have known these things you would have done it again or what so worth it quite exhausting but it's totally worth it because it's so meaningful but it does feel sometimes it does feel 
I think that's the thing that I appreciate the least is that feeling of that you can't take a break. You just it's it's so many people that have to be considered. You feel like a failure. It's very easy to feel like a failure when you have a baby because there's so many demands all the time and it's very hard to meet all of them and you have your own demands in your head and expectations. Mm. And maybe things didn't work out as you thought. Maybe the breastfeeding didn't work out. Maybe something else didn't work out. Mm. It's very hard to plan and control everything with a baby. Mm. And then it's very easy to feel like it's your fault or you did something wrong. Mm. So I think what I want to stress is that you should be nice to yourself. Totally, totally. And also to all the partners out there, just be nice to the baby mama. And not only for a little bit, like forever. <laughs> be nice because it's like, you don't know how it feels actually. And also I think... I think the woman is going to remember that forever if the partner is really nice to them during this time. Absolutely. They're not going to forget that. They're also going to remember forever if you're not nice. I guess that's also one thing that you don't expect as a mother uh, when you're expecting. It's like, how is that birthing experience and how you get through it um, and how you recover afterwards? It can give an extreme sense of mastery, of course, you know, and just like this is actually how our body is is capable of doing something like that. It's kind of insane. It is. I'm gonna ask our friends uh, if they can tell me what they didn't expect when they were expecting, and then we can include that in their in the podcast. That would be so awesome to hear. Yeah, if people could comment on that. Well, until next time. Stay strong in the time of Corona. Stay healthy, stay safe, stay sane. Right. Toodles.